0: It's true, there is some angels in this city. Ladies and gentlemen, the phenomenal Bjork. The philosopher said, beauty is only skin deep. Thank you, life. Thank you, love. Cavemen illustrated their walls with their dreams. By a nose, Nicole Kidman. This is blowing Spielberg's mind. Zoe so came prepared this week. Guys, Guys, the not only did she do research, she watched every single Harry Potter movie, <laughs> and I have yet to hear her thoughts on it. A single critique. And I've been waiting with bated breath for it. What I really want to say at the top of this ep is... <laughs> Guys, this is just going to be a Set the stage Chicago podcast because this Five, is six, seven eight. This is known as the quote cringiest Oscars of all time, according to the L. A. Times. According to really, yeah, because it's because it's the Harvey's. It's the Harvey's. It's also ickiness. Really, the winners. Tell me more. There's you've got your convicted pedophiles winning and receiving a standing ovation you've got his lead actor assaulting a woman on stage and we're just going to start right off the bat by saying no we did not watch The Pianist and no it will not come up in conversation because it's a movie that never should have been made in this iteration in the first place it Should never should have been made by this director and sorry that's that on that Thank you so much. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to focus on the year that was uh, a lot of great movies this year. A lot of them didn't get a lot of attention because of the aforementioned Harvey Weinstein. He absolutely (laughs) bullied his way into having four nominees out of five. For Best Picture. When there were some truly excellent movies... That were overlooked because he, I'm sure, threatened everyone into voting for his movies. And listen, did he have his stinky hands in Chicago? Sure. Sure. But it's it's a really good movie. Yeah. That's going to be the tough one for today. Yeah. Spoiler for Best Picture, I have chosen Big Fat (laughs) Live. Based on what, Zoe? Based on... Well, let's get into it. No, I mean, like, what is it actually based on? Oh, (laughs) the film itself is based on, we just looked it up 10 seconds ago on Wikipedia, it's based on The Boy Who Cried Wolf. So it will be nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. Picture this. Picture this. Take me on a journey. It's 2002. Let me get my... I'm just showing Mary my notebook... She is white as a ghost. It is already. I have already made this joke, but talk about Diary of the Mad Woman. Okay. Picture this. It's 2002. Yeah. We're still reeling from 9-11. Judy Ruliani, as he's known in this house, was given honorary knighthood by the Queen of England. Are you serious? (laughs) The Boston Globe publishes the first sex abuse scandal article. For, For priests? Yeah. Guantanamo Bay opens. American Idol premieres. Whoa. Holy shit, you are painting a fucking picture. Okay, Okay, wow. We're introduced to Guantanamo and American Idol in the same year. Wow. (laughs) Elizabeth Smart is kidnapped. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for... Okay. No, this is incredible. Days before the ceremony, we declare war on Iraq. Right. And I'm saying we because I'm half American, so... Yes, and it was a thing... That there were protesters outside of this ceremony. Mr. Miyazaki himself did not show up to the because, ceremony because, because, of directly because of the war in Iraq. Um, this also gave us the iconic image of Ben Affleck. Yes, I was kissing. Re- <laughs> re- <Yes! laughs> kissing Jennifer find Lopez. It on the, find it on the Instagram Yorks Egg. Um, Uh, And looking away he's looking away she has her eyes closed he is looking uh uh. he's looking he's kissing looking up over her head at who who knows doesn't matter doesn't matter but when people show you who they are believe them (laughs) that's all i'll say this is the sound of the first post-it note going that was incredible thank you so much for those highlights of 2002, I feel like I'm taken back. Well, so 2002, uh, this ceremony takes place March 23rd, 2003. hmm We got... Ooh. Ooh, spooky. What? Okay, so I'm a crystal witch freak. Yeah. This is March 23rd, 2003. The ceremony goes for three hours, 30 minutes, 33 million views. The number 33. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling of the time I, in my research, discovered that Gangs of New York just wasn't Marty's best, but it was <laughs> his year. That was the feel- That was the feeling going into the ceremony. It was like, can we get this guy some awards? Really? Yeah. Sadly, we did not. <laughs> not sadly, but. Wait, people were like, it's his time? Yeah, they were and like. specifically for that movie? Well, it just so happens that that was the year he, that was what he had that year to give us so it had nothing to do with the film itself the film itself no because one could argue not his finest <laughs> work <laughs> oh wow so there was a eight million people decrease in viewership for this year well like i said we are literally at war i yeah. don't think this is something everybody wanted to sell but you know what i mean what am i trying to say Yeah, people weren't feeling like congratulating rich people on artistic pursuits. Peter O'Toole wins a lifetime whatever achievement of some kind. Mm -hmm. That's who we chose to honor this year. Um, Scorsese himself even joined in the criticizing of Miramax for the pro-Gangs of New York campaigning. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you have more info on the Harvey of it all? Because I do feel like... I have not done as re- much research about this as you have, but I do feel like this is the year that is the like best example mm-hmm. of his absolutely transparent greed. Yikes-a-doodle. For Oscar. Yeah. And it has he doesn't give a shit about anything other than winning. Yeah. And having the most. Having the most... Ugh um yeah so it feels like this is like the apex and then it's a slow decline the yeah i think this was the maybe hopefully maybe question mark a turning point that was this a turning on him or just like maybe people were like "Mm, so that's not great yeah Um, But this is a literal murderer's row of assholes in the Best Picture race (laughs) because you've also got Roman Polanski in there. You've got Scott Rudin in there. These are a lot of... Yeah. Weinstein is also included in Lord of the Rings producing team because he used to own the rights to the book and then threatened to fire PJ, Peter Jackson, and replace him with Quentin Tarantino if he didn't make the movie he wanted. What? And then so they had a huge, like, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Weinstein backed off and, sa- and said, like, okay, I'll just have profit participation. Ugh. So that's why he's included in the producer credits, but that's also why we have that orc that looks like him. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> Peter Jackson literally based it off of him. Yeah, there's l- he did a great job. It's basically <laughs> like it's very lifelike, very lifelike portrait, and also horrific to look at. Um, please just take a moment to picture a Quentin Tarantino directed that Lord is- of the Rings. He... What a fucking dumbass. Dumbass. That also speaks volumes to me about Quentin Tarantino, that like he was the guy that Javi would send in. Yeah. Like, would threaten people with, I'll get Quentin to direct it. He'll do my bidding. Yeah. Disgusting. So that's interesting. Um, Also, sorry, most Miramax movies do not stand the test of time Whoa. especially the ones that he like absolute he like shills for through oscars all, for yeah through all his weight behind and for example the hours whole teamed up with scott rudin shit this is the most this movie is like what is every everything that is wrong with the oscars to me this it's, is a great year for that it's yeah. like you have these two power trip, god complex produ- producers, who are like, "This is the movie that will get us the wins," and has there. It's just so transparent and like pessimistic. There's nothing genuine about these people or their interest in movies. They don't it's like, like movies. Oh, this is this. It's so crazy because it's like. This movie will get us the wins because it's about three different women suffering. Suffering. Capital S suffering. With a capital S. Yeah. Like it is everything that's wrong with Oscars. Let's reward women for having to like suffer on screen. And have literally nothing else going on in their life. Guys, if you haven't seen the movie, they got nothing else but their suffering. Literally. It's like it that's it. So the only film that does not have a Weinstein attached to the producer list is by Roman Polanski. Which and you wanna know why? Why? Because they had a huge rivalry at the time. Because Javi Weinstein or Polanski blames Javi Weinstein. For reminding us all that he's a convicted sex offender. Are it you was actually serious? Javi Weinstein that called the media and was like, You guys know he's like this. Oh, t- as a campaign As tactic. a campaign tactic. That's cruel. Can you believe that? That's that is so crazy. Roman and Roman Pelosi's like, oh this man. Can you not tell everyone? Uh, can you not remind everyone? And I wonder if that contributes to the, spoiler alert, standing ovation for Roman Polanski, who, don't forget, is not allowed to be there because he's not allowed to step foot in America because his ass would go to jail, as it should. Convicted. Not like, let's get him in for questioning. His arrest warrant still stands. It's crazy. But I you wonder guys. if that's why he got the standing ovation cuz everyone was turning on everyone was bullied mercilessly by Harvey Weinstein. So it was kind of like in retaliation for which Harvey. Which is insane. Either way, it's either that yikes. or it's artistic pursuit. This artistic achievement trumps all else. Which I do think is something that would have been in vogue in 2002. Well, I honestly don't think they were even thinking about it. Yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal is Maggie in Gillen three Hall films this popped year. popped off in 2002. This is her year, her coming out. She has one line in one movie and is the star of another. And I feel like that's very, w- very well, interesting. What's the movie she has one line in? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, yeah. She's just like, I'm Debbie. And she probably comes back later, right? I don't know. This is the era of our hero being violently repulsed by their girl's sexual past. (laughs) Then we still believe that they're in love and that he's the hero. That is a huge theme this year. Gains of New York. I mean, you could argue Chicago. I think that's just the theme of the early 2000s. Yeah, I think that's the era. The it f- is so the era of like, I mean, honestly, I think it's most eras. Um, this entire page is about gangs of New York. Okay. Number Henry. one, where is Colin Farrell? Seriously. The fact that, oh, like don't even get me started. How did Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio end up in that movie? I and can not tell you. Colin Farrell. I can tell you how. Okay. So this is the first this is the year that Leonardo DiCaprio said i'm not a child star i'm an actress right and he moved this is the start of him being like legit legit because before this he was just the teen heartthrob but then he moved agencies to be closer to scorsese because bobby d gave him a glowing recommendation so robert de niro was like hey marty you got to check out my friend leonardo and then he moved agencies To be in the same agency as Scorsese. You know, they love to do those agency packages. Yeah. So this was because Robert De Niro was cast in that role in the 70s. For Gaines of New York. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting because I feel like Dan Lewis, as Mary and I refer to him, is doing a really good Bob impression. (laughs) He is. You got to do it. (laughs) this is a really good movie for quotes i'm sorry we're just launching straight into one particular movie no i love it but this movie blew my mind as a child because i'm what 14 watching this 13 holy shit yeah as a kid obsessed with new york and like cute boy movies and like as an adult however (laughs) (laughs) this movie is Bad, <laughs> <laughs> except for no, that's so true. I do think Daniel Day Lewis is doing like a um, a Bobby De Niro version. He's even got def- the the face. He does have the face. Mary's doing it flawlessly right now. Um, I've for written good and all for good and all. We also had the quote from Liam Neeson: "Prepare to receive the true Lord," <laughs> which. <laughs> It's oh yeah, that movie does have a couple of good lines, Leonardo, but it's a mess. It's a mess, and Leonardo DiCaprio saying "the Irish" repeatedly his, is his accent work is all over the place. The Irish all over the place. Um, Cameron Diaz, I'm so sorry. We love you, Cam. Miscast. So sorry, babe. The early 2000s really kept. Fiddle players booked and blessed. There's a lot <laughs> of fiddle work in the early 2000s, especially in this movie. True, I had never thought about that. Um, I mean, this was like a nightmare shoot, right? Like they he overspent by like a hundred million dollars or something. But you can see it. Like this is he, all those he practical built sets. All are of insane. it insane. Chinachita in, in italiano. Roma. Be Italian. Interesting. I've also written. Men are unwell. Is this a true story? Like, grow up. (laughs) No, but then I went down the Wikipedia rabbit hole of the real gangs of New York. And truly, it's a miracle we're all still here. We're here. Civilization withstood. It's just like, for what? One of those (laughs) movies. There's so many movies that are just written off by us saying, for what? (laughs) And I don't think we're wrong. I don't think we're wrong. I don't think we're wrong. Sorry. Should we get into it? Yeah. What so, would you like to start with, Mary? Well, let's just do a little housekeeping. Steve Martin returns as host. Mm-hmm. Again, has some great Steve Martin vibes, but also he was obsessed with making fun of like beautiful young actresses in the early 2000s. Totally. And it's just, like, such an eye roll. Three hours and 30 minutes, which, compared to last year, I think is an hour shorter. After last year's longest ever ceremony. It was also a year of terrible fashion. See, I disagree. I thought there were a couple of dresses that I really liked. And overall, they weren't as offensive as last year. Last year was... It's like, truly the depths the, of hell. Call the police. But, Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. What should we start with? Well, I guess historically we start with supporting. So nominated this year for Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. Chris Cooper, Adaptation. Ed Harris, The Hours. Paul Newman, oh. Road to Petition. John C. Reilly, Chicago. Christopher Walken, Catch Me If You Can. This is new for me. This is... <laughs> the most loaded uh, category for this year for me I had like nine to choose from okay then let me go first because I was struggling okay interesting and if you go first I'll steal from you okay so (laughs) I'm gonna keep Chris Cooper yeah because adaptation I mean absolutely he's so good in that movie He's really good. Like that's a real that's a real person. He's yeah. The teeth work alone? Yeah. Talk about Nicole Kidman's prosthetic nose? No, I want to talk about, about Chris about Cooper's, Cooper's teeth. teeth. For sure. I'm going to keep Paul Newman because Road to Perdition, I'm going to talk about it a lot. Absolutely. Okay. And Paul Newman, I mean, oh. yeah, he's good in everything, but like this was I think it was his, was this his last film? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And it shows. He's giving it. He's giving his all. I'm going to throw in Philip Seymour Hoffman, Punch Drunk Love. Same. Iconic. I'm going to throw in Jude Law in Road to Perdition. Interesting. With his, because he's too pretty, they had to make him real rough looking. And it really was. It really worked. He's terrifying. Those long nails. <laughs> Yeesh. And <laughs> then to just really ram it home. Daniel Craig, Road to Perdition. Wow. One, two, three. Yeah. I'm going to let Chris Cooper keep the statue. Okay. Because. Yeah. That makes sense to me. in Absolutely. this In this time and place. It's, an, it's a very memorable role. Mm hmm. he and executes it to perfection. Okay. So I also keep Chris Cooper. I also keep Paul Newman. Mm hmm. Because. I love Paul Newman. I always <laughs> have. Him. I always will. He makes a great salad dressing. He makes. I mean, what a man! But no, he was. He's okay. He's heartbreaking in the guys Road to Perdition. No, is you don't so understand. it's so fucking good. good. We were not anticipating a yeah, lick. We were like, oh, we were like, like, I guess we have to watch it, and we, and were, then we were like, oof. absolutely dicks blown. Like <laughs> days later, we're talking about yeah. It. We're still ruminating. And that was like a month cinematically ago. cinematically horny for this motion picture. Wow, wow, wow. I'm also going to do Philip Seymour Hoffman in Punch Drunk Love. One of his great roles. You got one it. One of many. He should have been. I went through his filmography today and should have been nominated for like at least six Oscars. I'm not going to do a one, two, three with Road to Perdition. But I did have. Jude Law also in my on my bench. Mm -hmm. I'm also gonna add Dennis Haysbert from Far From Heaven because it's just like a such a beautiful, soulful, like deeply decent human being, and he has incredible chemistry with Julianne Moore. You really are like, oh, this is really sad yeah because you believe for that far from heaven but like <laughs> it's deeply sad that they cannot be together it's sad for so many reasons yeah. too like okay. okay so i have him in there great my winner andy circus for lord of the rings and you know what you're not wrong <laughs> i'm not wrong give As this man yeah who does not care for these movies <laughs> I can recognize that that is an incredible in- achievement of acting and physicality. And talk about iconic characters. Gollum slash Smeagol is... Andy Serkis is someone who should have an Oscar. He should absolutely have an Oscar and it should be for this movie. I also, This specific movie. Really? Because this is where he shines most. It's like we get some more backstory on Smeagol. Oh, I thought that was Return of the King. Where we see... No. Or this is where we see how he, like, came to be decrepit. um, (laughs) The loincloth? But, like, you watch the, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) You watch the comparisons of, like... They have the actual movie on one side and then him performing on the other. Oh, it's man. It's incredible. He he's, should have won. He should have won. He really. And then, like, not to jump ahead 10, 15 years, but Planet of the Apes movies, he's really good. He's too. also really good. In those. He's an incredible actor. But this was like a big year for supporting men. I also had Jude Law. I had Daniel Craig, Christopher Walken, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid for refusing another lamb chop at dinner is yeah. honestly oh, he's iconic in Far From of Heaven. kind exquisite in that movie. Best Supporting Actress. Let's do it. Nominated for Best Supporting Actress is Catherine Zeta-Jones, Chicago. Kathy Bates, About Schmidt. Queen Latifah, Chicago. Julianne Moore, The Hours. Meryl Streep adaptation. And Taking It Home is, of course... Miss Ada Jones. Miss Ada Jones. Miss and Velma you know Kelly herself. That's absolutely correct. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. For once in their lives. For once in their lives, they got it right. I don't think we can stress enough how important Chicago is to each other's lives. On a personal to our respective level. lives. On a personal level, bury me with this DVD and soundtrack. Bury CD me combo. with the soundtrack. I used to make up dances. To the songs in my basement by myself for like hours. I would try to do my own version of the cell block tango. (laughs) As a four year old?
1: (laughs) Risque! As like a
0: nine year old, a nine or 10 year old. Screaming, he had it coming. I love that for you. Honestly, that tracks. If you want to look at some uh, behind the scenes footage, watch The Making of Chicago. Like the rehearsals of Catherine Zeta Jones learning. Rob Marshall's choreography. I'm, oh, Fosse's I'm so choreography. horny for that. Like, please. Okay, Mary and I also saw Sweet Charity on the big screen Ugh. recently. Run, don't walk to see it. Incredible. This is a Fosse house. Absolutely. Actress meets role here. Actress meets wig. Absolutely. Incredible wig work in this movie. I don't know what else there is to say. It's just so obviously correct. So you had her winning as well? Who did Uh, you have nominations? Okay, here's the thing. I only had four. Because I could not care to add a fifth. The only ones that stood out to me were her. I'll keep Queen Latifah. Mm -hmm. Love her in that movie. A great ensemble in general. Absolutely keeping Meryl Streep in adaptation. Mm -hmm. Incredible. I'm going to throw in Emily Watson from Punch Drunk Love. Okay. But that's all I could come up with. You're not going to put in Samantha Morton in Minority Report? I was going to bring up, (laughs) at some point, the award for my least favorite performance of the year, of maybe all time. Goes to Samantha Morton in Minority Report. I find it repulsive, <laughs> and I I can't quite put my finger on it. It's very fetal. I oh she looks like a fetus. and it's like, it's like, uh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm as sorry a, for bringing it up. As a role, no, I literally had it written down as shout out for <laughs> least favorite performance of the year. So you're correct. So well. who are yours? Because I really couldn't care to come up with others. I went a little outside the box on this Ooh, one. I'm very excited to hear. Honorable mention, first of all, to all of the Cell Block Tango women. Absolutely. <laughs> they had it coming. SAG Award for Best Ensemble. Please. Um, okay. I keep Miss Ada Jones. I keep CZJ. I keep Meryl mm-hmm. because we she's, know she's good in everything, but she's, but she's really good in this. Excellent in adaptation. I am going to throw in now again. This podcast is a what coulda, woulda, shoulda, absolutely with the right PR campaign. With you know, if all the stars align, you know, knowing what we know now, etc. You don't need to qualify your choices. Let's hear Well, them. hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, Orange County. Okay. As, yep. As the alcoholic mother of my dreams. I love her in this movie. This movie was so important to me as yes. a tween. And the line reading of, "Did is Bob dead? Did something break? <laughs> is has stuck with me for your entire life. My entire life. This is a movie that I transcribed by hand. Oh, stop. To like try and figure out how movies are made. Shout out Mike Mike White. Absolutely. Um, okay. Number four, I had baby Kristen Stewart in Panic Room. Oh my God. Slipping into a diabetic coma. You know what? She's my fifth. I She's so good in this. Fucking love Panic Room. It's gonna come up a lot for me. It's one of his best movies. It's one of the best. Movies. It's a pem. It's a pem. Okay, and then while we're on the that's so you nailed that. That's so <laughs> true. She, it's one of her best roles. And then following in the footsteps of New Zealand's uns, Anna Paquin, I have Abigail Breslin in Signs. Are you fucking? I knew you were going to do that. That's so funny. She's so fucking cute and like heartbreakingly adorable. Protect this child at all costs with her little cups of water. Miss uh, children should not be actors. (laughs) Mm, That is the hill I will die on. And yet here we are. (laughs) So that's best supporting actress. Screenplay. Let's do it. For Best Original Screenplay, the nominees were Talk to Her by Pedro Almodovar, w- who won. Far From Heaven by Todd Haynes, Games of New York by Jay Cox, Stephen Zalian, and Kenneth Lonergan. Okay, Okay. Yeah. random. My Big Fat Creek Wedding by Ania Vardalis, and Eat Tamien Mama Tambien by Carlos Cuarón and Alfonso Cuarón. Are they brothers? They are that makes sense who do you have Mary again I only have four (laughs) (laughs) Mm. but like four really good ones I'm gonna keep *Itu mama tambien okay Zoe famously (laughs) infamously hates this movie do we know why no and I don't really want to question it. Okay. We don't fair need enough. to read it. I did watch it this morning because I you I, I was kind of like, oh shit, do I did I misread this when I watched it, you know, as a teenager? I don't think I did. I, I think, it's think it's a great did. movie. I think <laughs> it's probably a good movie, and I'm just a little bitch. One of the best depictions of teenage boys I've seen. The absolute like the posturing of young men there's no grounds for the posturing of teenage boys i think because teenage boys are my least favorite category of person yeah it wasn't your favorite wasn't my favorite but it is an excellent screenplay and i'm gonna keep it i'm also gonna keep talk to her another movie i had not seen in a long time i did not rewatch it But I remember being very moved by it. And it stayed in the culture. It's definitely stayed in the culture. I do think there's been a bit of a... (laughs) about its storyline. But it's handled in a different way than... Yeah. Anyone else would have done. Yeah. He's the only one who could tell that story in a way that is at all acceptable. Um, And it's... I remember just being... Kind of blown away by it. I'm going to add Punch Drunk Love, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have Far From Heaven winning because Whoa. that was a gorgeous, economic screenplay. Interesting. Okay. It's all meat, all meat. But yeah, I only had four. So who were yours? Uh, I'm gonna keep talk to her because. The way that he brings characters into scenarios that have maybe been touched on. It's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like the puzzle that he created is... It's expertly done. I'm going to keep my Big Fat Greek Wedding because I believe that sets us up for things like Bridesmaids. And, you know, we need a little lightness in there. And I feel like that is also a great economic... Script. Definitely. It's like simple and sophisticated for a comedy. 100%. 100%. I'm going to, of course, put Punch Drunk love in there. Yeah. For the I have a love in my life that makes me strong. Like, please. Okay. I think about like, it every day. Yeah. Um, I'm That fucking movie. I'm going to put Orange County by Mike White. Because, again, <laughs> it's just a personal, it's personal preference. It's just a personal passion project of mine but also it's like the pace the story it's all very simple and yet and yet, yeah and then this one I think you're gonna be mad that you didn't include panic room no I I I thought I thought it and then I forgot to add it <laughs> so you do have five I do have five okay that is also yes one thousand percent this this script should be taught in economic. film school yeah this is this should be the one that we all learn from, on how to write a script. Truly, and I have this winning, David Kep. You do. God bless. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. No, it is a it's a it's a perfect screenplay. I don't have Far From Heaven because I feel that the, rip my heart out, vomit, throw up, I'm so, uh, smitten is the visuals. I didn't get it that and the actual performances. I think everyone else brought the script to life. I agree. I do think so. there were some scenes where the dialogue, like, took my breath away. It's so economic. Like, there, it's pretty sparse dialogue. I love the use of, like, 50s melodrama language. Like golly or like you know wait what i wrote down move out of the way so mother can park the car yeah there's been talk vicious talk i, inc- I love but that's the scene. no but okay uh, the scene at the museum the art gallery the art gallery where she and dennis yeah. Hazeburg are talking about the moreau i i was like this is incredible but see for me that was like the blocking the no, lighting. I th- I think it's that and the writing. Okay. I almost put Lilo and Stitch in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Panic Room winning. Okay. Adapted. Let's do it. The Penist by Ronald Harwood. About a Boy, Peter Hedges, Chris and Paul Whites. Adaptation, Charlie and Donald Kaufman. Chicago, Bill Condon. The hours, David Hare. With I, the penis winning. Yeah. Okay. Real talk though. Has that movie like stayed in the culture? Like it's not a movie people return to. It's not thought of in like the canon of World War Two movies. I feel like it's not one of them. Mm. So Great Point. Obviously not on my list. Um <laughs> I did have five. I think the very, very clear winner here is Adaptation. Of course. Like, one of That's the like most original, unique, creative. Hilarious, sad, upsetting. Just absolute, one of the best screenplays of all time. The fact that he included Donald Kaufman as the credits, screaming. So, obviously, Adaptation wins. Um, I'm going to keep Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add, I'm really going against myself here. I'm going to add Lord of the Rings Two Towers only for that line. Um, What's this horse's name? Shadow Facts. Shadow Facts. Show us the meaning of haste. And whether Tolkien himself wrote that or not, we don't need to know. We don't know. I don't care, honestly. (laughs) It's a great line. Um, And I had a hard time choosing a fifth slot. I'm going to put Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. because Based that is... Based on the graphic novel, LOL. LOL. That is also a very, like, perfectly plotted yeah. and paced script. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw in Jackass the Movie. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Jackass. That is how Mary and I enter the house a lot of the time. Um, one of the best movies of the year. <laughs> I was trying to figure out which category I know. to include I was it. Like, it has to be in here. And I could not think of enough movies for this category. So I was like, you know what? Let's fucking go. And it has like 30 credited writers. Um, one of the best. One of the greats. When we think of classic moments and like iconic moments in Chinima. Yeah. This comes up a lot. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I had the exact same list as you, but I swapped out Jackass with Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Because that has some great lines. That has a great, like, okay, moving. That's a hard story to tell cinematically, I would think. Yeah. Because there's a lot going on there. There are a lot of moving pieces, and it does seem quite effortless. Yeah. Also, no Spielberg this year like nominated like he's not nominated it is interesting to me that catch me if you can wasn't a bigger i think that's because leonardo dicaprio wasn't like big boy yet so people I were just kind of like true i think he was like i mean i sort of get what you mean he had he like purposefully took time off after titanic and then he dipped his toe with the beach which didn't exactly do what he wanted it to and then this was like his coming out year as a quote-unquote serious actor and he's in my opinion when everything went to hell for him (laughs) um he's so much better in this than he is in gangs of new york as well i mean should we just get to best actor this is a category that has two of the best performances by male actors of all time i truly feel that like whoa Two of the greatest performances. Are they both Nicolas Cage in adaptation? <laughs> One of them is Nicolas Cage in adaptation. Um, the other is Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love. Ugh. Those are two some two of the best performances of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Incredible. I do have Nicolas Cage winning because that is way like yeah. I can't stress enough how much I love Nicolas Cage. He's your guy. He's my guy. He's my mate. Um, (laughs) And this is his best role. It's a tour de force. No one else could have done this. They're both him and Adam Sandler. They're both like you can... The anxiety with the pits of their stomach turning to rocks is radiating off them. Yeah. Like both of them are about to combust yeah with anxiety absolutely so i have them obviously mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep dan lewis mm-hmm for good and all for good and all great we'll halloween it for costume good and all yeah zoe's gonna go as bill the butcher for halloween <laughs> i can't tell you how much bill the butcher rocked me as a child <laughs> that mustache and the, the like it weird faces sexual? no it was just like this is the beginning of my like cartoon person fetish interesting okay i love a cartoon you person. do love a cartoon you love a cartoon man especially yeah yeah and the nanny i feel like she's a cut oh yeah for sure there was so much of that that i was like this is it yeah this is movies yeah crazy I had a hard time again with this category. I'm gonna put Tom Hanks in there for Road to Perdition oh. because sad dad. I feel like I've never seen him play this part before. Mm-hmm. He's a deeply sad human being. Deeply flawed. He doesn't play very a lot flawed. Of like, he's a literal very. like hitman in this. Yeah, he's a bad person, but he's trying to be a good dad. Yeah. Or at least not be a bad dad. Yeah. He's not he I don't even think he's trying to be a good dad. I think he's trying to not have his son get killed. <laughs> the bar is in hell. The bar is in hell. Um and again I had a hard time feeling. I do think that catch me if you can is maybe Leo's last good performance. I totally hear that. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor. In the late, in this era, this is the, I agree. This This is is fully the beginning of his, I'm a capital S, capital A, serious actor. And I think in doing so, he shut off any, like, semblance of playfulness, Mm -hmm. of charisma that he naturally has. Had. Had. Even in Wolf of Wall Street when he's being goofy Lulu on Ludes, that's not playful to me no it's not playful if because it's there's also an- he's on drugs it's not like you know his two best performances are Romeo and Jack because he's letting himself be his like naturally charismatic kind of goofy kind of like you know skinny scrappy guy I have so many things to say about this I will save them for the departed Interesting. So let's put a pin in this. But I'm just saying, I do think this is maybe his last... He is really good at this. Good role. I don't even think he's that great. I just think it's the last time he let himself be led by his, like... Craft. Natural... What he naturally possessed. Instead of forcing himself into, like, the mold of a... De Niro or a Nicholson, which he does not yeah, fit. This is also the last time for me it looks like he is curious about human nature. <laughs> this is another part of it. I don't think he's a good actor because his personal life has fully spoiled his ability to be believable as a man who likes women who is capable of empathy towards women his own age is capable of being married of having children <laughs> but you i don't know buy I mean, him like, doing any of that he's trying to be a star he's this is the last time he's trying to be an actor i see him like going to like acting classes workshopping like what's the meat of this story But he should have stayed a star this is what I'm saying. Yeah, he was he, a star in Romeo host Juliet. Yeah. He was a star in Titanic. And this is the last time he let himself do that. And then he completely cut it off. But do you know what I'm saying? Like in this, it's like he's still like trying to be good at acting. And now he's trying to be a star. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I think it's the opposite. Interesting. I think Bill... Think, Gains of New York is when he's like, I got to go to acting class. I got to like work on my accent. I got to do all of these superlative things, this busy work to like turn myself into the actors I love, the De Niro's, the Nicholson's, the Dave Yeah, but that's a star to me. I think he's chasing the star power. I don't think he's chasing the talent. Those aren't, that's not star power to me. This is. They're obviously all actresses and stars, but but what appeals to him to me is the star, not the act. Like I don't think I he's, don't. I think it's wow. That's so interesting. I think what he wants is like the nitty gritty, like what he perceives as the best suffering, the dedication, God. the like absolute eye roll. Go fuck yourself. I'm gonna of sleep acting. in a caucus. Yeah. That is what he wants after be trading on his just natural star power. But you know when you see, like, early Mark Ruffalo, where you're like, this guy loves acting. Like, even Oscar Isaac kind of yeah, has he's that a to Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Where they're, like, curious about human they're, nature. They're Juilliard actors. I feel like this is the last time Leonardo DiCaprio has that twinkle in his eye of, like, acting is fun. I like this like pursuit of being another person. And then he like fully to me switches train tracks and goes, but I want to be a star. I see. I think it's the exact opposite. Wow. That's so interesting. It's the exact opposite. I think this is also one of those times. I do think we're sort of saying the same thing. I think our definitions of star versus actor are different. Yeah. I agree with you. Because I don't think He's ever had that Juilliard twinkle of like, I am. Well, no, he totally does. Never mind. (laughs) Especially later in his career. It's like you can see the choices in everything he does. Mm -hmm. But you didn't see that early on in his career. He was just naturally. He was just giving it a red hot go. Fucking star. And this is the last time. That's my that's my hot take. Yeah, this is also the last movie where he's cute. Catch me if you can. I don't know. There's some rough wigs. and <laughs> Yeah, but it's last time his face is like the Leo face. Well, I have so much to say when we get this to the, the is padded. Going, this is going to be a ongoing, ongoing conversation series conversation <laughs> because he comes up so much yeah. this decade. True, true, true. Okay, so who did you have? I So I had... Nicholas Cage, Dan Lewis, Adam Sandler, Tom Hanks, Leo Dio. Okay. I had Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Winning. Of course. Dan Lewis, Adam Sandler, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I, I figured. You knew you were going to do I was going to do that for Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. The movie is boring. Okay. But he's so dynamic and interesting in it. I don't. Okay. Honestly, he's better in Charlie's Angels. Number five, out of the leftist field, anyone has... We didn't even see this on the horizon, babe. This is a true random. Okay. But one of my parasocial husbands, Campbell Scott, in the movie Roger Dodger. What? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've never seen it. I do love Campbell Scott. His voice alone should win Oscar. In singles, come on. This movie is I'm gonna, bad. I'm gonna Wikipedia it because I truly have no frame of reference for this movie. Zuckerberg, what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg is in it as his like nephew, and Campbell Scott oh takes God. him out to. It's like a real time movie where he takes his nephew out f- to get laid by women, and he's like a teenage boy, like Jennifer Beals and. Um, Nomi, what's her name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, they're the two women that are, they meet at the bar, and Campbell Scott plays such a piece of shit who's like trying to get his nephew laid and teach him about women and the ways of the world. But is it? I would. That sounds like something you would hate. I did hate it, but I do think that Campbell Scott is villainous in a delicious way. Mm. Mm. Interesting, and it's very like succession. It's kind of like a serious Tom Mom scans situation. Okay, interesting. This is the original disgusting brothers. I'll, I mean, that's enough of a reason. <laughs> I get it. Okay, fascinating, fascinating. Um, okay. Honorable mention: Steve Coogan and twenty-four hour potty people. I didn't. I did not see it. They saved Michael Winterbottom film, true story. Situation. People love. I did not get to it. I don't... Yeah. Steve Coogan is great in it. Adrian Brody won, and it was called, quote, the feel-good moment of the night when he... Okay. Yeah. We can't just gloss over this. Let's... That was real bad. Adrian Brody, the youngest Best Actor winner... Ever. Ever. Still to this day. Still to this day. And he's 29. Yeah. I mean, that tells you That tells us everything. Gets up on stage... Grabs Halle Berry, bends her backwards, and kisses her, Plants. slobbers her on the mouth. Slobber on her. And then his reaction is like, you're welcome. And it's like, I earned that. I'm taking what's mine. Yeah, it's disgusting. disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And Halle Berry has since been like, yeah, what? Ew, I yeah. hated that. It was it was an assault. Yeah, There's no consent there. And everyone was like, ha 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 Everyone was like, You get it Disgusting. Yeah. Everything about it is, is bad. bad. So Best Actress. Nominated, we have Nicole Kidman, as we I like to call her our Nicole, as Australia <laughs> calls her. Nicole Kidman, the hours. Selma Hayek, Frida. Diane Lane, Unfaithful. Yeah. Julianne Moore, Far From Heaven, Renee Zellweger. Chicago with Anna Cole winning because we come to that place for magic. I kept her as a nominee. I did. I I do think she was the best part of the hours. But again, the hours is not a good movie. (laughs) Let's just make that clear. It's not a good movie. It's so stilted. It's real sad, but it doesn't have any right to be. It's literally just like watch these women suffer yeah and we're supposed to see that as prestige as art as having something to say like the book was written by a man <laughs> and seen. that's all we need to know who did you have so i i did keep nicole i also had a hard time feeling this one there are a few or two to three that are like yes and it's hard to choose and then the rest i'm like i don't know Um, So I had her. I I kept Selma Hayek. I kept Renee. I kept Julianne. I threw in Isabel Huppert for the piano teacher. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That's such a merry thing to do. (laughs) Because I could not think of another nominee. And I watched that movie... like <laughs> 10 years ago and you're still thinking about it. so <laughs> upset by it but she is one thing about Mary you're not afraid to get unsettled <laughs> <laughs> wow I mean yeah I, I I do still think about that movie one of the more I mean, every Haneke movie is one of the more upsetting movies you've ever seen. I just had a chill run down my spine at the mention of his name. He's one of our best. I'm not (laughs) like, he is one of the masters of the form that is currently alive, but he can unsettle in a two minute scene your entire life. And we all know. Which did happen. (laughs) My professor showed us a scene from. I think it was cachet, whichever one takes place on the metro. It's a five minute scene, and I was destroyed for the rest of the day. It was deeply unsettling. no. master uh, of the form. And to but that I say no. To that Miss, I say go Well. <laughs> but I mean, she Isabel Hooper excels in that environment <laughs> um. The part she was, was born to play in some ways. This a close one for me. With the, like, help of retrospect, mm-hmm. looking at the breadth of someone's career, like, what they should have won for. Yeah. I think Julianne should have won for Far From Heaven. Though. A redhead who's not afraid to wear red. Okay. That sh- tells us everything is, about her. This is the distillation of Julianne Moore. I don't think it's psychosexual enough. In to be the distillation okay I say this now I have not seen May December yet I do have a feeling that's probably gonna be it that that might be it that that is her, the distillation of her because it is also Todd Haynes mm-hmm. that is a match made in heaven Julianne Moore and <laughs> yeah. Todd Haynes. Um, again has not come out yet <laughs> but as of you know two days ago before May December premiered at Cannes This is what Julianne should have won, should win for. And I'm sorry. Interesting. Renee, obviously, this is her best role. Chicago is her best role. I don't think she's someone I need to have an Oscar. And Julianne is. Okay, when you put it in those terms. Okay, who are yours? I just want to preface by saying I love Kate Bosworth and Blue Crush. She's obviously not going to be nominated. I just want to say how great she She comes up for me in one of our, in the, excuse me, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Okay. I have Salma Hayek. I have Renee. I have Jodie Foster in Panic Room. Okay. Again. Yep. This movie does it for me. Yep. I have, (gasps) I don't have five. Yes, I do. I have Julianne. Mm Mm-hmm. I have, and again, open your mind to, you know, the possibilities of a great PR campaign, okay? Okay. Think of the context. Think of, we've given it to similar situations. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston and the good girl. See, this is where I fail because I have not seen it. It's like, I do have a feeling it is her best role. She is so good in this. Mm-hmm. A- and like, this is what she should have been nominated for. And like, if it was ever going to happen. Like, when they tried to make cake happen. That's literally yeah. what I was trying yeah, to crystallize. Yeah. 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 Stop it trying to make cake this. happen. If we think about historically, Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Lining's Playbook. It gives me, I have not seen it, but it's like. If it had had the success of like a little Miss Sunshine, that's she's one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. I'm kind of surprised it didn't get a bigger push. And she plays, like, you know, she works at a grocery store, she sleeps with Jake Gyllenhaal, she's married to John C. Riley. I mean, that's the holy trinity of early 2000s independent cinema. cinema absolutely. <laughs> it's written by Mike White, right? Mm hmm. So, who's your winner? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek should have an Oscar. Interesting. It's so weird that she doesn't to me. I agree. She, when she's good, she's she fucking She is really great. good. But honestly, I don't think she's had her role yet. This was also a hobby. She wrote an op-ed about how much of a fucking asshole she, he was to her making this. You know, fucking Harvey pushed Renee more than her. But also Nicole, because they're all Harvey movies. Julianne Moore, she's the winner in my heart for this So interview. you don't have Maggie Gyllenhaal in Secretary? Because a lot of people think that. I don't. I don't. Here's what I'll say about Secretary. I don't think it fully holds up. But I do think for the time, it's actually handled with a surprising level of care. And they have amazing chemistry. And, okay, you know what it is? It's every jar has a lid. There's a lid for every pot. There's a lid for every jar. Or there's a lid for every pot, whatever it is you say. You've said this about other movies. It does not fully stand up because it does not follow the, (laughs) like, contract of consent. That that is not really a part of it. That's n- nothing's talked about. It just all starts to happen. So that's where it's sort of if icky. But I don't know. I like you liked it. Hey, I didn't hate it. Best director. Ooh, here we go. What do we have here? We well. Um. Roman Polanski won an Oscar and received the biggest standing ovation of the night. People are not okay. They're not okay. They're not well. They're not Especially using in critical thinking. Hollywood. No one's okay. No one's thinking straight. There's a gas leak and everybody yeah. is breathing flying it blind. In. Yeah. Um, so Roman Polanski won for the penist. Rob Marshall for Chicago. Martin Scorsese for Gaines of New York. Stephen Daldry for The Hours. And Pedro Almodovar for Talk to Her. Again, had a hard time filling this category. <laughs> um, this one, I didn't. You didn't? Yeah. Okay, let's hear. I have a pretty, like... Okay, Rob Marshall for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson, Punch Drunk Love. Okay. Because the delicate balance of the first time i saw this movie i had a panic attack (laughs) and fucking hated it for several years i remember being like hot on the back of my neck being like i don't know why my body's having a reaction to this but i don't like it and then i realized it was the music Mm. the music was fueling my at the time undiagnosed anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. and i as an adult realize that's intentional Mm -hmm. and that you're in barry's mind and all and like i'm like okay wait this is you know obviously i have david fincher panic room (laughs) i'm sorry no absolutely i'm gonna add that one i have sam mendes road to perdish and then i have todd haynes far from heaven because the lighting, the leaves. This is the patty Clarkson, one of the most. The shades of green on green, on green on green in this yeah. movie. Holy hell. Every single detail, every frame is a painting. Every piece of music is important. Like, yeah, ugh. okay, who's your winner? Rob Marshall for Chicago. And I know that's crazy. And I know that's maybe wrong, but he—that's t- the. This is the one musical adaptation where I'm like, "Damn, that's a good movie." Here's the thing: I one thousand percent agree. It's funny because I don't. This is, I don't think of Rob Marshall as like a director. <laughs> Me either. But, but we, everything about this movie is perfect. It's a pen. Every element of the movie comes together perfectly. Like if you hate musicals because you hate that people break out into song. This is your movie. Yeah. Because the way he has put everything as like, oh, it's in Roxy's mind. Like, you're in Roxy's mind and she's imagining the musical numbers. Every shot, every piece of editing. And lest we forget, this man fucking choreographed this movie. And every musical number seems to be taking place in a dark room. Mm -hmm. Like, in an empty black box theater. Every element of this movie is done to the highest order and it all comes together effortlessly. I think a really good example is one of the courtroom scenes where it's like they flash between the musical number and real life. Mm-hmm. Billy Flynn's suit has like glitter pin stripes mm-hmm. in the music number and then it's gray in the like those little details like that. The screaming. I mean, talk about moments in cinema. Cell Block Tango is one of the best Forget scenes it. of all time get the editing the lighting the choreography the casting the acting every element of it is I have I literally am getting chills chills. I'm getting chills we will be watching that on YouTube later absolutely that is cinema I 100% agree Rob Marshall okay I'm also have Todd Haynes because that is a absolutely gorgeously crafted had a I have director's never f- movie i will say i have never felt that a tie for a category is necessary in my life the exception being best cinematography going to conrad hall and ed lockman for both road to perdition and far from heaven because they are both working at a level that is like unmatched two of the most beautifully shot movies I've ever seen in the same year. And Road to Petition was a graphic novel. And I feel like they honor that because every frame. Yeah, there is is, an element of that to it, but it also feels so period appropriate. The entire time I just like my mouth is agape at just the craft on display. That would have been an incredible tie and it should have happened. It is hard to not give... My second is Todd Haynes behind Rob Marshall because I think it's just every single thing was so, so good. So beautiful. Um, I also have PTA. I did add David Fincher after you said that, because <laughs> you're so fucking right for that. And I'm gonna add Spike Jones because Interesting. I even That's though that call. is a writer's movie and an actor's movie. He handles that wackadoo material <laughs> so well. Yeah, I think his he is a wackadoo himself and has the impression of a normal person, but he's really not. He is one of the creators of Jackass. <laughs> Lest we forget, it's my favorite thing about him. I mean, I could write a dissertation on Spike Jones. I, I have so many thoughts so many feelings I'm sorry not all positive he's one of our great directors hey. and I also ride or die by my theory that her is the other bookend to lost in translation lost in translation and her are bookends of the same relationship Oh, for sure and like I don't think we talk about that enough I love that we will next week okay shall we get to best picture Here we go. This, okay. I, okay, for me, there were five very obvious nominees, and then complete drop-off is how I felt. Okay, interesting. And only one of the actual nominees is my nominee. We have Chicago winning. We have Gains of New York. We have The Hours, we have Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and we have The Pianist. Really unfortunate title for Lord of the Rings in this era. Yeah, The Two Towers. Yikes. Um, I didn't need to repeat that. We all knew that. Um, Who do you got? I have Chicago. Absolutely. Of course. How about we both say our nominees and then we say our winner? Okay. Okay, so go through your nominees. Road to Petition. Uh Uh-huh. So that's two. Adaptation. Mm-hmm. Panic Rude. Ah! <laughs> and I know it wins best documentary, but I have Bowling for Columbine because I feel like interesting that is a parasite where it should win, too. Interesting. I have it's not so seen important. it recent enough. I, that is one of those those. Uh, with retrospect, we know how prescient that was. Also, Michael Moore absolutely dragged George Bush yeah. to hell. As he should have. As he should. And he was booed. Right. This, this did, is a crazy year. It's, it's like uncanny about val- like something's not right. And you know what's like when did the like Hollywood is a lefto, pinko, commie. Yeah, when did that happen? happen like, i think everyone in hollywood is like pretty centrist left you know like we're not they're not like a bunch of bleeding heart liberals that is also especially a time where speaking your mind as a famous person was not encouraged like yeah it whereas was like, now it's like ex- it's demanded it sort of expected. It's like that was such a no-no, I feel like, for Mm. actors especially to have an opinion on something that, to be outspoken, you would be labeled as outspoken. Which is an ickiness of the early 2000s that's kind of special. (laughs) There is something, yeah, (laughs) there is something kind of special about it. It's a real strong brand of ick. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so my nominees, I also have Chicago. I also have Road to Perdition. I also have Adaptation. I have Punch Drunk Love, mm-hmm. and I have Far from Heaven. Okay, I'm. It's so crazy to me that I that like you're a bigger Panic Room fan than I am because <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I've seen it like twenty times, and I watch it every year. It's like we get to the meat of that movie two minutes immediately. in, baby. Immediately. Immediate. But I do think those are like the very obvious five for me. Absolutely. Who's your winner, Zoe? Uh, <sighs> I keep Chicago. I to- <laughs> 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 it's 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 a motion picture. Dog. It's a motion picture. It is like it's the movies, baby. It's the fucking movies, baby. It makes me excited about life. It makes me excited about movies. And you know what? I support women's rights, but I also support women's wrongs. And this is a movie about about some nasty ladies. Some nasty girls. (laughs) Some very nasty girls. (laughs) And some very fancy footwork. Nasty girls' fancy footwork. It's very unfortunate that it was... Sullied by the the name of Voldemort. I don't love a musical adaptation. I think that should stay on the stage. But this, ooh yeah. They fucking nailed it. They nailed it. Did you see this in theaters? Yeah. I'm so jealous. Holy shit. So jealous. This is like what you go to the movies for. This is spectacle. This is, you know. It's movie stars. It's big. It's bombastic. It's John C. Riley singing Mr. Cellophane. It's Fosse choreography. It's a perfect movie. They had it coming. That's all I can say. So who is your, how did this get laid? Um, well, Russell Crowe's taken a back seat this year, so. Um, Mine is the very obvious choice. My least favorite actor of maybe all time, Toby Maguire, <laughs> making his debut as Spider-Man. Yeah. What a sour, sour person. I mean, you can't argue with that. My God. He just, he sucks. You know the real life Molly's Game, Molly? Yeah, I know. Her stories about him are rough damning like going he so she would set up poker games at these yeah dickheads houses and he would like tip her with like a 10 and then take change remember seabiscuit what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that <laughs> um okay what's thank god this got laid was, like, my, my true early 2000s king, Joaquin Phoenix, in Signs. 2002? No, do I mean, for my excuse me, who the fuck is that? I have the one-two punch of Gail Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna in Ichimama Tamien. I think they're so gorgeous. Um, and I also have Katie Boz. Miss Kate Boz. Hell, yeah. Because Blue Crush Oof. fucking... Popped off for me. So important. So important. And then I had Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, who was your best dressed? That's. Let w- me pull that out. You up. You said you did not feel this was a, a good d- dressed year. I wasn't... I wasn't... I don't know. Let's I wasn't see. floored by any. But after last year's travesty, I was... Refreshed by Julianne Moore in Emerald Green. Gorgeous green. She does look good. Hideous earrings, hideous bag. But the dress and the shoes, the hair, the makeup. Halle Berry looked great. I think J Lo I love J Lo's dress. Wow, that's isn't that surprising? I love it. Do you know that Selma Hyatt borrowed her dress from Renee Zalwega? Remember yes. when she was with Edward Norton? Crazy. Day. Never forgot. I mean, Diane Lane, Kate so you Hudson really looks great. Yeah, they. But th- this is not that. You know, it's like obviously all these women are beautiful and look beautiful most of the time. But, but like these dresses are rough. I'm sorry. Yeah, the only one I really like is Julianne's. and I think Tom Ford era YSL. If I'm Hope I'm not speaking out of turn. There. Well, so how would you assess of this year? I do feel sick to my goddamn stomach. So he has COVID now. I um, think I got COVID. Talking about Spike Jones. Spike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> this just in: Spike Jones gave her COVID. <laughs> I have like the shakes and I'm very hot. Okay, I think that's time. Ty- that means it's time so for us go. to go. <laughs> Well, thank you for this. Um, I had a blast. Thank you, Mary. I had a great time. This is one for the history books. This is one to study and say, let's not do that again. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, let's not do that again. Let's let's not. Okay. What if we did it? <laughs> 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 I have to go lay Okay. <laughs> All right. I love you. I we'll love see you next so much. Time. Bye. Bye.